Welcome to No Things Considered. My name is Tim Young. Let's play some music. There we go. See, you play a little bit of intro music, you get into an interview. The other day, I had a chance to sit down with Chrissy Alenzo and Mike Henry, the host of the To The Point podcast, which I've been on. I was one of their uh, fortunate uh, first guests, really, on it. I think I was on, like, episode two or episode three. Uh, you know, when they, they couldn't get good guests, so they stuck with me to start with. But I got to sit down with them, and I did. I went very, very long with them, because having a natural conversation is rare, uh, especially with folks who are in media. And both of these guys, number one, they, they complement each other. They're a great team. They're a great podcast. If you get a chance to go check them out, it's the To The Point podcast, T-W-O, uh, To The Point co- uh, podcast with Chrissy Alenzo and Mike Henry. And without further ado, let's just get to the conversation. It's a fun conversation. I talk a lot of shit about people in it. I try to get Chrissy to talk shit about people because I know she doesn't like people, but she's a very, very nice person. So we get to that point at some point. And, uh, yeah, at some point, the three of us are going to get together and grab a drink, and maybe we should do a live thing together. I just think that would be super fun. The three of us sitting down, get a couple of tequilas and Chrissia, and see if she actually wants to badmouth people who deserve to be badmouthed. Anyway, super fun podcast. You guys are going to like it. Listen, that's it. Just keep playing. You just leave the, the play. Don't hit the off button here. And when you like it, you hit the share button and whatever. Just, you'll... I don't know. Just I don't know how to introduce this interview. It's fun. Listen to it. Goodbye. So, Krisha Lenzo, Michael Henry, welcome to the show. Listen, I, we were just talking about this. We're going to get to it because, like, I have no format for this. I like to talk to people about who they are. I could care less about talking about politics. It's the same talking points over and over again, uh, which I don't know if you guys have learned this yet with your own podcast yet to the point. We'll talk about that in a second. But first of all, Krisha, that's not your name. Is that, where did you, how did you start calling yourself Krisha? I just wanted to confuse people. Um, it's a Polish name for Christine. Actually, it's my mother's name. So I'm really not even the original, but it's very complicated, especially at Starbucks, which I get Crystal, I get Krishna, um, and all sorts, Krishia is what the Brits call me sometimes. Um, and it's it's not an easy one. <laughs> I just, I think it's interesting. I mean, is that, is that a SAG thing or was that a... Yeah, my um, agent told me. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, it's just like one of those things. It's just, I, my parents wanted to make my life more difficult by giving me an Eastern European name that does not, uh, is not spelled how it sounds. So thank she's, you. She, she's lying. Her agent told her that. She's very, <laughs> she's very Hollywood. Yeah, she's very Hollywood. Your Hollywood. people call her people. Yeah, they're like, we need to diverse it up because I was just talking about this the other day and I hate to repeat uh, shit about myself, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, my SAG name was Tim Edward Young, which is awful because there's a million Tim Youngs. And I even thought at one point, because my middle name is Edward, yeah. to have an E and it would be Timmy Young, which is fucking sounds stupid. Uh, so I finally just changed it to Lord Timothy Young. I paid twenty nine dollars to be up. I own five square feet of land in England. And I'm officially a lord there for $29. And so they changed it to Lord Timothy Young. And when I did it and I like I was emailing all the people at SAG, they were like, congratulations on your lordship. But I'm like, that's right. But but your name just says Tim Young on the screen. Why don't you have Lord Tim Young? I'm not a total jackass. I'm only a jackass Uh, I don't like. Like, so like the union people, (laughs) they can call me Lord Timothy Young. But like to normal human beings and everybody outside of like Hollywood, I'm I'm cool with uh, Tim Young. So what was the idea behind doing this podcast? Because, you know, a lot of people say, like, even with my stuff, when I thought about doing a podcast, I'm like, man, I just want to talk to people and have a good time. But you guys actually get some very informative guests. You get some very uh, interesting people and people who you dig farther into depth with, as opposed to what I'm going to be doing here. It's going to be very surface level. <laughs> um, 
What, what was the idea behind your podcast? Uh, Michael, you go first. <laughs> uh, well, basically what happened was, and we have, con we have conflicting stories as to how the mm -hmm. podcast came about. Um, basically, Krisha came to me. Um, she said, I'm looking to do a podcast. I, I think we should explore doing one together. Um, I, I told her it wasn't really my thing. She came back a second time, said, pretty please. Uh, I again said I really was reluctant to do it. Um, then she came back a third time with a pretty, pretty please. And I, I just couldn't say no at that point. So I decided to explore it. And you're right. We did get some guests. Uh, you know, our, our goal was to be more guest driven, uh, give some background on the guests that people see on in media, may, maybe not know their background, uh, where they come from. We made a conscious effort to get people that are actually more substantive. And then we also um, dig into, you know, some deeper issues with, with our guests. And we try to have a balance between the two of us. And, and also, um, Krisha, you know, did a, does a segment every week called Krisha's Come On Man of the Week, where it's basically uh, poking fun at Joe Biden's Come On Man. And then she goes on like a little bit of uh, her, what her pet peeve or rant for the week. Rants. Yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> but we did hit a big time. We actually got Tim Young. Uh, and I, I think that's when we felt oh, like, shit. okay. We're we got really, him. We're really got, we got a lord, lord, on, a lord on the a lord. So I don't know if that's Chris's re recollection. Now, hold hold on. I'm going to stop you, Mike, because you made her sound like the like worst, like most naggy woman. So number one, you you you. No, no, no. She's not. No. And she had to beg you to do the podcast, and <laughs> she then her, she has a segment every week where she complains about something that's really beginning on her. I she's know, really, Michael. Okay, my conflicting story is I blackmailed him into doing it. <laughs> I, I knew the dark. So I got him on and that I, my covert ops, I do a lot of behind yeah. the scenes stuff. So we that's signed what a, happened. So we signed an agreement, like a non-disclosure. And mm -hmm. that's basically how she got me. Yes. That's, that's how Trump got a lot. No, of she's, she's not, she's not, she's not naggy at all. High maintenance, not naggy though. High maintenance for sure. It's definitely high maintenance. High maintenance. Uh, <laughs> I understand that. Uh, so I want to talk about your backgrounds, Mike, you're a lawyer and Krisha, you're a, you're a media expert, right? Like you've been in media for a long time. You've been doing news for a while, right? Yeah. So, um, my background is I used to work at Fox, CNBC, um, Cheddar streaming service. I was a host there and, uh, it's just so, you know, the media has always been a huge part of my life. And lately I'm just so fed up with it as I'm sure you are as well, the hypocrisy. So for me, I, now I'm doing a little bit as a, even now behind the scenes policy work and uh, mostly for Republican candidates, but it's, it's tough. It's an uphill battle. And the podcast is a great way for me to vent. As Michael says, I do do that. That's correct. And also to just meet new people and uh, make connections and learn more about what's to come in our country, which is really as it is right now, not in a good spot. Before we get to you, Mike, and I like you, that's why I'm going to tell you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, cheddar. Do yeah. you ever recognize from like people seeing you while they're pumping gas? <laughs> no, I was the early days. I was like employee number five. So it was not as widespread then, but, uh, I did cover a lot out of the NASDAQ. I covered IPOs and, and stuff there. It's, it's an interesting platform. I'm glad I pivoted away from that. <laughs> I, I had a drunk, uh, live stream conversation once with people on the floor of the, uh, um, of um, the Dow, whatever Dow Jones, I don't even know what it's called, the stock market. Yeah. Because um, I, <laughs> me, do you think, do I look like a guy who has a portfolio? No. Uh, <laughs> Maybe a meme stock you, portfolio. You, have a, you, you, apparently have a, you apparently have a real estate portfolio. 
Uh, yeah, five, five square, five, five square feet. I, I'm getting one in Ireland too. I'm going Lord across the pond on all the countries. Uh, let's go to you, Mike. What, you know, you have a background in law. I just think you're a cool fucking dude. Um, to oh, be thank you. you. Like I, I could talk to you for hours. We've had this problem on the phone where like I'm watching other people call me and like we'll start talking and just won't stop talking to each other. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you are, you're the perfect guy for a podcast because. Uh, you know, when you have a host like me who talks over you guys for 20 minutes instead of getting questions and answers out, um, you're, you're great. And I, I, I respect your opinion because you're a Northeastern guy with that little bit of an accent and the attitude to go with it. What, what got you into this and what's your background? Uh, my background is an attorney. I do mostly commercial litigation, some bankruptcy, and I've done asylum work on the side. But the, my main area of practice is commercial litigation, creditor bankruptcy type stuff. Uh, I really honestly, you know, people have told me for a long time, we have mutual friends, Tim, that have been like, you should push the media hard. There was a time where I was doing a lot of television. Um, I just, I'm so bogged down in my life at times. I, I don't really um, focus on it, but I, I enjoy it. Um, I also think I picked the right, or maybe she picked me, whatever, the right yeah. co-host because personality wise, um, especially when you're dealing with attorneys on a regular basis, the majority of them are just really difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. So having someone that I don't really ever butt heads with, um, and somebody who's very organized. And then I also learned things from her because obviously she's different from the standpoint of um, her, her background and how she carries herself. So for me, I think this was the right fit. Um, you know, she was employee number five at Cheddar. I'm host number two. Until <laughs> right. But, um, you know, and then, right. And then, like I said, um, it, it's been easy to do. Um, it, not that it's not hard work, but because when you're dealing with someone who's organized, which, um, for me, I have to push myself to be organized, but then also um, listens and has mutual um, interest in guests or, or conversations. We we don't butt heads, so I guess this was the right fit for me at this time. But yeah, like I said, I've I've been on and off with media for a long time, and and I've just never you know I don't need to see myself on TV. I'd rather just talk on the phone with someone like you for an hour, and uh, somebody who's normal to me, I guess you would say. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know. Well, what I, what I really appreciate about you guys, like I, you know, we've seen the, uh, we've seen everybody has a podcast now. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we saw the success for some reason. I didn't understand. And you, I, you don't, you can play politics if you'd like to here, but I didn't understand the soccer crystal ball uh, show on the Hill and why that did so well. People talking to you about the news on the, on the internet when you have cable channels that are running and their audience kind of overlaps with the people who are just on TV anyway. I don't get it. Um, and I, I really appreciate your format because you're talking to people and you're going in depth with people instead. So I, I just, I, sometimes you see a, a pairing and you're like, why the hell aren't these people there instead of, you know, starting off on a podcast now, do you kick yourselves that you didn't start sooner? Cause I think you guys could have been a, well, you are a better team than the crystal and Sagar team that have hundreds of thousands of subscribers right now. Um, I know you'll get there, but do you kick yourself for not doing this sooner? No. No, you know, it was, I, in some ways I do maybe, because I feel like we had a lot of, you know, there's a lot to talk about in the run up to the election. It would have been good to comment on it, but you know what, maybe now it was the right time. You, you can't go back just moving forward. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have wanted to be her co-host prior to the election. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 she wasn't. I would have gotten but, canceled. <laughs> yeah. We, we would have, we would have had a problem. Yeah. Listen, I just feel like um, timing is everything in life and everything happens at a certain time for a certain reason. And that's just, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, it should have been done three months earlier. It should have been done six months earlier. I can't really go back and change anything. So I just try to look forward and see what we could do to improve. 
um, what we could learn from each other and how we could um, expand the brand, I guess you would say. Well, to be honest with you, I don't think there's much you guys can improve because I really appreciate Aww. the in-depth you get with people. And I, that's that's the one compliment you're going to get out of me today. Uh, <laughs> have, you, have you encountered a guest other than me that has just absolutely sucked? And if so, don't say their name. Um, but, but have you met somebody? Because in radio, I've done radio for a while now. Occasionally, you get a guest that gives you the first question. You give them this big buildup, and their first answer is a one-word answer. And you're like, fuck. Uh, and, and then, you know, you guys do in-depth 30 minute interviews, 20 or 30 right. minute interviews with people. It is got to be painful. Have you met one of those yet? I can't say I, we've met. She wouldn't I, anyway. I wouldn't say it, but I also feel like a lot of the guests we bring on, we know because we follow right. them. Like you, we know you, we know, you know, Kurt Schlichter, we know. Well, but like, Sid, okay. But for sure. So Schlichter and I can talk about anything you could give us like a random topic and we could fill 15 minutes like no, that's for sure. mike can do that too by the way and <laughs> oh, totally. that, but you would do it classier than the three of us right. um, <laughs> proper pronunciation and yeah yeah she would she would do it a lot different uh i don't i i haven't been happy with all the guests we had i i will say this is something and i hope nobody gets mad at me uh, i t i tend to <laughs> i tend to i tend to think liberal guests are a little more long-winded Mm. I, I have to say that I think that they go right into getting it all out. Um, and I just noticed that a little bit, the people that were a little more on the liberal side tend to be a little more long winded as I could get more questions in some, I feel like with a, with someone that's a little more conservative for whatever reason, there's just a difference in how they answer questions. That's the only thing I, I've seen. And it's not a bad thing. Cause I've been, I mean, we've had people ideologically, I, I know that don't agree with me. And I think, you know, Chris is to the right of Mark Levin. So we're not going <laughs> to, um, Neocon, Neocon, but, um, <laughs> Neo Christian. Um, but I think from the standpoint of anyone coming on, we haven't had a bad, bad guest. I don't, think in our opinion at all and yeah. we've been grateful to everyone that has come on because they've all been gracious with their time so mm -hmm. we did have one person who flaked out and i'm going to address that person in person when i see them but other than that we've <laughs> had coming for you. yeah he's getting addressed in person but other than that i, I think i've like yeah. flaked on interviews i think i've flaked on a few of my my career sometimes i, I flaked just... on you tim that one morning remember you when don't... you were supposed to come on you also don't respond on like I've I've slid into your DMs. I know oh, that's you won't you won't respond to any kind of messages when I send you messages. And I I'm just trying to be cordial. I'm not even trying to be creepy. You know, <laughs> like just like hey, what's up? Nothing. Sorry. Can you address that. <laughs> good. Good. Glad you're guilty. The that's airing fine. of the grievances. Okay. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I didn't notice this until like I don't pay attention to this. This is what I always drink out of. I collect these uh, Smurf glasses. If you guys are listening oh, to this, cute. I have a collection of Smurf glasses from the '80s that I drink my coffee out of in the morning. My iced coffee. '80s baby, huh? So you're '80s baby. I am. I totally am. What, what was your What were your favorite '80s shows? Now I'm questioning oh. you. Well, I am a dude. I'm a I'm a Ghostbusters person all the way. Like that's like okay. my. I've got one, two, three. For five Ecto ones in my place, I've got. I don't have a proton pack yet. I have the Lego Ghostbusters headquarters, and I have all the old retro figures. Um, I was I was a Lego maniac. Yeah, that was my thing. And I was the. I'll give you something that I don't really tell anybody. I was the biggest Hulkamaniac as a kid. My mom used to get mad because I used to cut my shirts. I snip them so I could tear them. Christmas. Oh my gosh! If I knew this before, I wouldn't have begged you to be on the podcast. <laughs> but see, she, wait, that's an admission, an open admission that she begged me. See, um, were you into something as a kid? Like, were you into any kind of like what was your 
you're 80s, right? I'm assuming you're age. I'm 89. Um, you know, I don't really know. I wasn't big into cartoon characters. I was a big Saved by the Bell fan. Um, yeah, and Home cool. Improvement. Kelly Kapowski, though. I have Kelly to give Kapowski. it to Kelly Kapowski. Aces. Good Polish girl. <laughs> I need, by the way, this is my this is my one entertainment fact that always gets people, and, and nobody nobody knows this. You know the story about Mrs. Delphire, right? Yeah. Yeah, that she te she testified against Kavanaugh. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but also, it was supposed to be the Home Improvement movie, and uh, Tim really? Allen was like, "Hell no!" And then it went to Robin Williams, and they called it Mrs. Delphire. All I remember about Sally Field, other than that movie, is her speech at the uh, Academy Awards, where she said everybody liked her; they really liked her. That's pretty much it. But um, so, Tim, are you were you into sports at all growing up? What were you into? Fuck no, I no, dude, I'm not an athlete at all. I'm a nerd, and I read things. When, when did this turn into my? I'm the one. That's yeah, we're flipping the script <laughs> so on you. Why did you ask these questions on your podcast? These are much more interesting questions. Tim, than... why, why haven't you slid in my DM? Uh, well, because you're not hot. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and we talk on the phone. You answer your phone. I call you. We talk. I get all yeah. the conversation. No, so I wasn't really a sports guy. I had, I had like Cal Ripken. I grew up in Baltimore. And uh, I talked about, so my collections, everything that I've collected has reached a point at some point because I, I am very borderline hoarder on things. Um, and like, it's one of those like, or 40 year old virgin. It's like one of those things where I'm a millionaire if I sell off my shit. Um, I had, uh, I was a big fan of Cal Ripken growing up. I actually have the lineup card from his last game uh, from the Boston Red Sox dugout here. Uh, I was able to get that randomly at a flea market once. A guy didn't know what he had. Uh, but I topped out my like Cal Ripken collection growing up. I, I covered um, sports and culture in college at UMBC, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. And I got to cover, like literally there was an editorial meeting with these like hipsters and you know, I'm sure they're all super progressives now where they were like, hey, um, Cal Ripken is gonna be at like the documentary about his career at the Maryland Film Festival. Does anybody want this? And I'm like, yeah. And so I sat next to Cal Ripken while he cried through his like, ESPN documentary on his career in like 2002 and uh he signed like five things for me and we just sat I, like we talked through the documentary of his career and his final season I mean I, that's it that's the end of that collection for me what was his brother's name that played second base Billy okay his what, was his <laughs> what was his father's Checking. name come on man okay. right. and he grew up in Aberdeen and what was his know, dog's name <laughs> That I don't know. I do know that the streak apparently would have been broken. He had fought with uh, who was the guy who played in Robin Hood, uh, Kevin. Well, I'm gonna. T I'll tell you. You want to talk about? <laughs> if you want to talk about the streak, I'll tell you uh, something. Um, Checking out now. Yeah, my, I, I, my eyes my, are glazing over with sports. My my, gr my great grandmother was very very good friends with Lou Gehrig's father. Lou Gehrig's father used to hang out at my dad's house when he was young. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. His that father used to come by with a German Shepherd. Not that I know because I wasn't alive back then, but yeah, Lou Gehrig's father. Uh, so he broke Lou Gehrig's streak. Um, that's how I'm putting that in there. And not that it really matters too much, but um, yeah. So I'm not an Orioles fan, clearly. I'm a Yankees fan. I thought Don Mattingly was the, the best ever. That's why I played first base. And I uh, remember when that kid, Jeffrey Mayer, was it, helped us with that little assist, scooping the yeah, ball right before the, sure. right, right yeah. before the right field wall. Um, obviously, I'm not playing sports anymore. But um, no, I was never an Orioles fan. I remember when Camden Yards opened, you guys thought your shit didn't stink. And now everybody has a state-of-the-art <laughs> ballpark. So you guys are like lagging behind now. So it's, it's all good. Except for that new crappy Yankee Stadium. They all kind of look like... Uh, it's, uh, not, it does, it, it's not crappy because there's history there and you can't ever 
recreate that history. Christian and there's ghosts like and whatever <laughs> you want to call it. So, love Joe Tory. Joe Tory was a great coach. He was time. able to bring back a player. Good work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thing, did you notice? Wait, did you notice anybody who is Italian or Polish? She compliments. It's true. She's like the queen of, she is the queen of ethnic pride. I'm ethnically ambiguous, so that's. uh, (laughs) This is 1930s ethnocentrism. They were like, uh, old soul. Come in here. Get those Polacks out of here or whatever. The Irish, nah, you got to go to the other side of the town. Um, What are you? What are you? What's your background? I have no idea. I'm I'm an American mutt. I actually, I looked it up once. So I went to, the Mormon genealogy library, and we went through everything. And it's basically just a okay. combo of lots of things from Europe. So uh, Czech, Irish, Polish. Do you, do you believe that ancestry stuff is real? Because I feel like they could, right? Like if they told you like, hey, Krisha, you're half Italian, half Polish. You're going to say, I wasted my money because I already knew that. And, but yeah. if they're like, oh, you're 15% Lithuanian, 35% <laughs> Cherokee Indian, 10% uh, Yugoslavian, you're <laughs> going to feel, because then we could own a casino together instead of doing a podcast. Yeah, would be I'd be better. a lot richer. Yeah. What if they did a thing where like Black Lives Matter kind of got into the business and like everybody, they were like, everybody's 15% black and from slaves. Like what if that was like an angle at some point? Well, like, there'd be a, there'd be a problem. Can we go conspiracy on ancestry.com now? Yeah, that's what he's basically saying. Yeah, 23 and me, it's like, guess what? Everybody's black and all black lives matter. Yeah, but then there would be the problem of people whose families are recent immigrants. Then it would have to be like pre-1900s or late 1800s immigration waves, I think, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's let's go back to other things. I... uh, (laughs) Krisha, what, what do you think is the most uh, bizarre thing about you? Because you seem very like straight and narrow. You got banned from Twitter. What'd you get banned from Twitter for? So I just think, okay, so this is the real story. So I deactivated my account briefly because as one might expect, you know, my my post-election day tweets, I was getting really heated on there. And I you yeah. know, was thinking about this podcast. It's hard when you are a supporter of election integrity because that's somehow taboo, but trying to deactivate my Twitter for a little bit. I thought that was a good idea. Okay. So I did it. And then I was trying to reactivate it because I was under the time limit. And when I did, um, no answer, I couldn't get it back. So I think I'm also a conspiracy theorist because, um, actually someone posted a good, uh, quote that conspiracies after 60 days or 30 days, whatever are now truisms. And we've seen that time and time again, whether it's the Wuhan virology lab, whether it's, you know, these issues of election integrity. Um, but yeah, going back to my Twitter account, I couldn't get it back. And I think conspiracy theory, uh, it was done on purpose. And so, her, her, her favorite line is it's not a conspiracy for it's not a conspiracy if it turns out to be true. Yeah. That's her Hello. line. Yeah, she always I mean, says that. But it's but it's crazy because you're right. So many of these things have come true over yeah. and over and over again. I mean, I I am waiting for the dare I say it for the election stuff to come through because yeah. I mean, again, why would you be worried about an election audit if you if it was a blow? Nothing to hide. Well, Tim, yeah. let me ask you this question: Have you seen anybody since he was inaugurated refer to Joe Biden as the number one vote getter in the history of the United States? No, they have avoided that like the plague. Look, the rea- I mean, I've I've talked about this on the show. I think if you believe that it, all these votes came in and they were all legitimate and there was nothing wrong. And if, when, and like that, the first time you've done mass mail-in, mail-in voting, you had the lowest fraud rate in the history of elections. I, I don't believe that, but there is something to be said for Trump's um, way he went about handling it. I think he should have been more proactive 
He shouldn't have thought James Jared Kushner was James Baker. I always say that. Um, he, always he, says that. he shouldn't have had, you know, Jenna Ellis as the face of his litigation, not Jesus asking her in any Christ. way. But, Jesus, hold on. Just can I just I just want to say this one more time. Just say her name again. Jenna Ellis. Fuck. Okay. Dude, when when and and I'll let you get back, but like when I saw her in the front of everything that was going on with this litigation, mm-hmm. I was like, what are you thinking? Giuliani, okay. And and then I think Sidney Powell and Linwood went off to I don't know where they went. They went off the cliff with things. Oh Lin- my god. Linwood, that that I, I heard him on TV one time and he was like, I think the president won all 50 states and i'm like what is this guy talking about and then he was just going into conspiracy theories and i'm just like well when it's not a conspiracy if it's true yeah yeah but his stuff is finger wag um but when jenna ellis who went in in the the peak of everything that was going on Mm -hmm. called frank luntz like a micro penis or something on twitter i'm like dude you're not serious one member of Congress, who I'm not going to say who, but they're a very respected member of Congress, said to me, I think we all understand that something took place. But come to me more, more than conspiracy theories and a traffic court attorney. That's what I, they said. There was, there was a name of a, a very successful lawyer who I respect that you mentioned earlier in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I had him on air on Sirius, he was part of the Trump legal team. I go, do you think the people who are in charge of this... Uh, this legal challenge of the election are capable of actually finding the issues and, and, uh, you know, outing the fraud that happened here. And he was like, I don't want to answer that question. And I was mm-hmm. like, you just, you did it. And Tim, Tim, you went to law school, right? The reality is you don't want to pressure a judge. And he thought that three judges owed him a favor at the Supreme court. And was there, um, were they unilaterally the attorney generals and secretaries of states unconstitutionally changing election law? Yes, they were. But the problem is there's a reason why you have preliminary injunctions, temporary restraining orders. He should have been proactive trying to stop this. Um, and I think if you look at what happened in Wisconsin, where the Wisconsin Supreme Court actually ruled in favor of the Wisconsin Republican Party, but it was post-election. So what do you do at that point? Like they found that those like um, voting in the park events were were improper. And then, you know, he knew in some of these states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, you were going to have these issues. And I think his inability to be proactive, I think trusting Jared a little too much, um, you know, having the fact of uh, thinking that judges owed him a favor. He, he really blew it. But considering she was so worked up about this, I think we need to um, get Miss Lenzo's. Uh, no, I just yeah. look, I will go. I, I was a believer in everything. I still am. And uh, look, affidavits are proof. And we had the mm-hmm. affidavits. It's just we were blocked on so many fronts. The media was against us. I mean, I, Fox News made that Arizona call way too early before anyone else, before the results were in. And it's just it, once you set the stage of the tone of who wins, um, it just even people, you know, presidents around the world were congratulating Joe Biden before we had even declared him the president of the United States. So it's really hard to backtrack. And then it's an uphill battle, battle and you have everyone against you. And look, I know you guys might not like some of the attorneys who represented Trump at the time, but that being said, you know what? They did their best for our country yeah. to gain, gain this information for on our behalf. See, um, this is this is where I disagree with This you. is where we disagree. This is why no, no, I was quiet when no. you were talking about certain people. <laughs> no, no I, I understand. I'm not knocking anyone in particular. Right. But the problem, Donald, the problem Donald Trump had is he has a strong brand and there's a lot of people that look to make money off of his brand and they don't care about him and they don't care about winning it is a grifting machine because his name sells that's my point i'm not 
saying anything you said is completely inaccurate. You're just more cordial than I am with how you <laughs> put things out there. We both taught you, listen, we know what each other's thinking, but you're yeah. just more cordial and professional about it. I happen to think that um, there's a lot of people that have made a lot of money off Donald Trump. And I'll tell you, there's people that I know who told me. I had one of the people who's closest to him say, listen, I got to cash in over the next four years because this gravy train is going to run out. I've had people tell me in their own words. And you know, on a lot of times when I tell you things, Krisha, I tend to wind up being right in the long run. So That's I don't true. I don't feed you misinformation. <laughs> uh, I give him credit for that. I trust Michael's judgment on a lot of things. So, and I trust your judgment too, Tim. I wouldn't. Well, oh my God. Especially that now that you're a lord. <laughs> I know, Lord Timothy Young. No, listen, I, 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 I won't keep beating the drum, but people know what I think about uh, uh, the, the characters that were involved. And, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm with you, Mike, on, on the concept of like these, and, and it's true, people were, they knew they had to cash in, they had a window to do it. And, uh, you know, also as an attorney, and, and Krisha, you might know this as a journalist as well, mm -hmm. if you got from November 3rd to Inauguration Day, uh, to, to provide these, this pile of evidence that you need to pull in court, it's damn near impossible, especially impossible. if various actually happen. I mean, right. uh, Mike, have you ever worked in a corporate case where, or a big litigation where you've had to get, uh, even a, a 10th of the evidence that they were trying to find in this election fraud case? I mean, most of what I do is so, I mean, you have the evidence there cause it'll be invoices, contracts, um, I, 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 I've had affidavits accepted as evidence. I, I have a case uh, right now that um, is up on appeal in, in a federal court, but the, the district court ruled that the affidavits were, were strong enough because of the detail in them. But uh, I, I think, I, I don't think it was so much gathering the evidence because Congress wasn't going to overturn it. Mike Pence, listen, the first time I ever did television was on a Mike Pence thing when he was governor. And the guy is, so, he's soft as Twinkie filling. He's, <laughs> he's not a tough person he's not going to stand up and um he's a nice guy don't get me wrong a two brute <laughs> yeah like i think he's the kind of guy you'd want to marry your daughter because you know he's going to be no. like a good <laughs> okay all right well, all right if he calls um, your daughter mother forever though that's a little weird yeah no, he can but, only yeah no <laughs> right, but um all right so mike, mike pence is never going to be able to marry your daughter um <laughs> but the point is all kidding aside um i i think uh my problem is the procedural issues. And I think that's what people that don't regularly practice law don't understand the procedure. Mm -hmm. If you don't have standing, uh, the, the rest of it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you, you know, there's a lot of times I look right away. Should I even answer at this point or should I just try to knock it out on standing or a procedural mm. defect? Yeah. And I, I, it doesn't matter where they're gathering the information. The court didn't want to hear it. Like they said, okay, it's too late. It, it, you know, what do you want us to do now? Start raking back votes? No judge wanted to be drugged yeah, into that so yeah. that's more of a procedural yes have i had i mean my evidence is more cut and dry because people people businesses keep better records for the most part than election officials so but I, like i said it's more of a procedural and i apologize krisha it's okay no that's it i mean i have I've really nothing more to add i think you're absolutely right i think it is procedural and to your point michael um you know judge wanted to be the one to go back and to go over you know the facts and the details because god only knows their name you know they get doxxed probably so. oh yeah she loves to say to the point or to, to the point, point or to our to point. your point that's why we got our yeah, name she loves to say <laughs> um, i think it's a lawyer thing lawyers always say that right I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, if you want to sell it that way, sell it I'm that way. It I mean, that way. You, you've got a friendly audience. So, uh, Krisha, is there anybody you don't like? 
I don't like everyone. <laughs> I was going to say that you should rephrase that. You should rephrase that. You, you do like. like. Anybody you do like. You covered for someone. I'll tell you right now. If we were at a bar and not on this, and I'm being a little bit professional here, you you played cover for somebody that I think I would have started being like, oh, come the fuck on. Yeah. And we go into a whole thing, and so I can't. I won't do that here. But I think one day we have a drink at a bar, the three of us, sure. and uh, Mike and I will double team you uh, on individuals <laughs> that you are you kind of play nice with. I respect loyalty. I'm I'm very Trumpian in that regard, and that people who go down with the ship, I always tend to go down with the ship. But did uh, people go down <laughs> with the ship, or did they find the good parts of the ship, take it off, and and get their own robot? I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out when we meet in the bar. <laughs> do you, she, she, your question should have been, do you like anyone? Do I like anyone? I like yes. you guys. Uh, why? That's a why? lie. <laughs> you like people, but you don't respond to their DMs. So that's like, not that's not Trumpian. He, he's active on DMs and Twitter. I'm sorry. Twitter, my Twitter was deactivated. I told you. That this. was Facebook DMs. Did, oh. did, did you ever get retweeted by the president by any chance? Me? Yeah. Uh, nine times. Yeah. Awesome. I, I got one too. You with did? A comment. I didn't know that. Yeah, I got a retweet with a comment once. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Wow, I'm learning stuff. And and it was always in positions where um like I didn't expect it. So it was in a, a, a Louisville uh, Salvation Army was the first time he retweeted me and my oh. phone exploded. Because I don't oh, get sorry. notifications from Twitter, but everyone was texting me and calling me and I'm like, what is this? I'm looking at like dirty old toys to see if there's anything. <laughs> Here. He retweeted my tweet and tagged someone in the media who's pretty well known, and I think he referred to her as an idiot or a dunk. It was like a, a total insult. But he retweeted me. He was like, "Yeah, Michael. Yeah, she's like she doesn't seem smart, or she's a dummy, or something like that." Wait, who was it? I mean, it's public. Well, who was it? Actually, well, maybe it's not public because Trump's Twitter's down. So was it Jenna Ellis? No, she wasn't no. even known at the time. He did it while he was running. Um, it was during his election. Who was it? He, well, he doesn't want to say. We'll, dis we'll disclose off air because I don't know if you're friends with her. <laughs> oh, it's a her. Okay. Fair enough. Her and Fox News. I'll give you those two. She's a, it's a her and a she, her, Fox News. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it off air. Was it, uh, what's his name? Chris Wallace? <laughs> I said <laughs> so. That was my biggest tweet ever was, I, was, I believe, his first retweet after the first debate. Uh, was my criticism of Chris Wallace. And I said, if you want to see why people don't trust the media, replay Chris Wallace's uh, um, show that he put on tonight or something with Trump. Yeah, I remember it was awful. But you, yeah. know what's, you know what's messed up is like, when he was like, we're going to have vaccines. I mean, these doctors are saying, you're going to see vaccines like you've never seen before. And these vaccines are going to come out better. They're going to be efficient. It's going to wipe out COVID. All that stuff he was saying where they were mimicking him, he turned out to be... Uh, better uh he was actually right in contrast to five the little weasel who was telling everyone it'll take six years everybody's gonna have to get vaccinated every 60 days and maybe we'll have weddings by 2036 like you know so trump was the one that actually was right on it but they'll never give him credit for it except for also, Chris, still give him credit i'll give him credit the, these people gave uh, when when trump would speak the the media acted like he was incredibly literal and everything was like to the point of what he was saying so like when he talked about exactly there you go i dropped it uh but when he was talking about you know using uv light to to kill the virus or using um like something like bleach to kill the virus these are all things that have been experimented on and tested on and i guarantee he, he wasn't pulling this out of his ass no. he went to these briefings before he went out to give the briefing to america and this came up in that meeting in some form or another and he came out and summarized it and gave the bullet points of it mm -hmm. he wasn't pulling this stuff out of his ass and for the yeah. media to pretend 
that he's like some sort of conspiracy theorist that was like, you need to inject bleach in your veins. No, that's clearly not what happened there. Obviously. He got that from the meeting and came out and said it. Well, let's go back to another thing with COVID, Tim. Let me, let me ask you this question. If Joe Biden, oh, he got the most votes ever, most popular person ever. How come less than six months before the election, they were saying Andrew Cuomo should replace him at the top of the ticket because he has no shot at winning? Also, it was going to be the most unfair and rigged election ever because of Donald Trump until Joe Biden was declared the winner. Well, even, the well, they, they tried 100 times over, even with the Ukraine uh, investigation. Anyone who had any connection to Intel knew that Eric Caramella was Susan Rice's Ukraine policy advisor on the National Security Council. And he has two friends that work in Adam Schiff's office. And this was all a scam. They tried over and over. Whether you like him or not, there's something called the rule of law. And because you don't like someone, you can't do like they did in Wisconsin with a, a, a recall every two weeks that I don't know how Scott Walker didn't even have a stroke the amount of times he had a campaign. Or you can't try to overturn elections with fake investigations. The problem is in society nowadays, there's no shame. And there's a lot of people that get rich through politics or make money through politics with these short little grifting schemes that, mm. you know, they're awarding bad behavior with cable news contracts like Nicole Wallace, who sold lies about Sarah Palin to to uh, HBO. I mean, people knew. I know someone who worked in the Bush administration who hated Sarah Palin, who said everything her and Steve Schmidt said was the majority of it was bullshit. Part of my language. And, um, you know, but now she's been rewarded. She's been sitting here for how many, um, what, 12 years? going on show after show, getting contracts, even though she gets about the ratings of air, uh, air traffic satellite, and she still gets new contracts for new shows. So I think there's also a time in like where people are rewarding bad behavior, they're sure. rewarding, rewarding people that don't put in the hard work, but- um, Rewarding know. criminals. Like Hunter Biden. She's such right. a honey bag. <laughs> you guys gonna buy some of that Hunter Biden artwork? Wow, that looks amazing. It's, yeah, it, honestly, that gallery, and I'm blanking on the name right now, the fact that there are not protests right now by BLM, by Asian organizations, by any American who is not racist standing in front of that gallery when the man has used the N-word called Asian people yellow, it's absolutely disgusting. Um, I'm yeah. going to try to write an op-ed on it and we'll see what happens. But I realistically, mean, it's just like, again, I am so upset Krisha, so many people are missing the forest for the tr the trees too here mm -hmm. because the the text where he called the the woman yellow was disgusting. It was, was, was sex trafficking. A hundred percent that he had his cousin or whatever doing it. That the blonde girl pictured with him, and they were going back and forth, and it's just. It's so ugh, I want to vomit every time I think about the her. guy knocked up a stripper in Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, dude, well, worse than that, he like he nailed his dead brother's uh, wife. You know, right. but everyone paints it about like you can't touch Hunter because he has mental illness. At a certain point, it's like, where's the accountability? You know, everyone uses that as an excuse and to shield him. And that's the Bidens in general. It's just they're shielded, they're protected. It's just unbelievable. It's the, and, it's, yeah. the, it's the Democrats in general. It's the Bidens, yeah. it's the Pelosi's, it's the Kennedys, it's the mm -hmm. Clintons. And the reason being is because Republicans spend more time turning on Republicans. Yeah, Because exactly. we have these people like a Liz Cheney or a Mitt Romney, they feel more comfortable. The rhinos. Beating up <laughs> Republicans to try and get approval from people in the media that hate them. Yeah, Mitt exactly. Romney ran for president and they said he wanted to kill people with cancer. Paul Ryan's going to throw your grandmother off a cliff. And then they turn around now and he's trying to get this validation from people because I, I guess he realized that, like, I mean, in his mind, I guess he thinks that they'll, they would like Ward Cleaver better if he was a Mormon. I don't know. But the, the problem is, is 
there's the Republicans spend all their time infighting and seeking approval, and Democrats spend all their time trying to win. They'll run people as moderate candidates, then they go in and vote completely liberal, and they will do whatever they have to to win. They will weaponize an attorney's general's office, they'll weaponize the DOJ, they'll weaponize the FBI, they'll weaponize the IRS, and they just don't care. They'll get Krisha deactivated from Twitter because of her post-election comments. They got me removed from Wikipedia. Really? Really? My Wikipedia page was removed. I need to get oh, some. By the way, Tim, wouldn't you read an op-ed if she wrote it? Yes. Absolutely. Actually, oh, really? thank you. I, I think it would be very good. I think you should you should absolutely do that. I'm going to because I'm, I'm upset. I need, and a, I need therapy. Guys, the, when, Mike, when, when you and Krisha were just fired up right there, that's going to be the clip that goes everywhere. But, <gasps> oh, yes. That has really? to be one. That I, listen, I'm, I am a good editor on like pulling out the good stuff. So nothing's going to be as good as that. Although I'm going to, um, we should wrap up because we've been going longer than most of my podcasts ever go. And I, I kind of predicted that was going to happen. But I want to ask, because <laughs> I really just want Krisha to badmouth somebody. Krisha, who's the creepiest dude that you've ever encountered in your, because oh, here's the thing. Women you go through, and what really fucks things up for me too, is that, and feminism, mm-hmm. is that nutcases who on the far left who are accusing like re- like really b- bizarre very nice guys who have never done anything or uh, in feminism i like to call myself a nine to five feminist now because the nine the dolly parton nine to five movie you know it's like we just want women to be able to have a nice job right be respected not be Equal sexually yeah that's it feminism now has morphed into uh i'm a 400 pound woman in a bikini i want to tell you how much of a slut i am and you have to accept it it's like where did we go from equal respect to this yeah that being said who's the creepiest person you've ever encountered oh my gosh again it's like you're asking the wrong it should be like who is the least creepiest because i feel like everyone creeps me out these days um especially Uh, excluding excluding present company company, obviously i wouldn't be here if i thought you guys were you know um god that's such a hard question i mean i'll just keep it more can i keep it vague just people in general. Yeah, I mean, having us, worked. Give us like, let's play guess who. Well, get me three questions into guess who. Oh, God. I, I don't want to slander. I'm, as, first I have a legal background. I don't want to slander. Here's your three clues. First name, Tim. Middle name, Edward. Last name, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. I plead the fifth. My attorney told Tim, me to plead the I'm, fifth. I'm going to bail her out here. I had a judge um, ask, tell me she wanted her clerk to write the order that I was supposed to draft and then ask me where I wanted to go to lunch. Yeah. A female Michael judge. gets hit on too. <laughs> I, so I'll tell you this where I live right now. Um, it's all like late forties divorcees in my yeah. building. It's mm-hmm. a nice little place just outside of one of the richest parts of town. So like what happens is they get, the divorce, they get their money and then they move to my building. Right. And I've had some of the most awkward, like maybe if I was older, I'd be into it, but I had a woman come up to me in um uh, this is this is going to be a good clip for a political podcast uh or or you know my just my conservative people listening but i had a woman come up to me in like the the kind of like joint like the the community room and she was like i haven't been fucked in the butt in a while oh i was just and i'm like that was my so that was my i gasped as well yeah and i I was like i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a no on this i'm gonna go with a no that's a that's a that's very aggressive well people also don't think women are aggressive and you'll be surprised like they are especially even attractive women and like in the workforce like i've i mean i've experienced it but i just you know you have to be careful sometimes because you don't know who's crazy either 
and yeah. you don't know who's going to turn around and be like, oh, I thought this was going to be something more. And, right. you know, like imagine AOC, like imagine you don't text her back in the morning quick enough. And then she's on TV saying like you friggin' did something to her. Like, I'm like I just um, you have to be careful. And, yeah. and I think that's what you're getting at. But you're never going to get her to publicly badmouth people. So keep trying, keep trying. Ask you leading questions until you finally name a name. I know. Uh, I just, I want people like I, I'm big on like, just tell, call people assholes. Just get it over with. Cause I'm, I'm so sick of it. And I've heard so many stories and um, I've gotten people fired before for uh, interns and things. And, um, and we'll, we'll talk more about that offline because I yeah. actually can't By talk. By the way, what do you drink Tim? Cause I think you're going to, with her, you're going to have to like margaritas. I'm a tequila drinker. Yeah, only tequila, ours. Tequila. <laughs> I have two bottles of uh, Holio 42 in my nice. closet. You know, I went, years, years ago, years back when I was in Texas, this guy was trying to tell us about, you should invest in my company. And the company was Tito's and everybody's like, what's Tito's? Oh my gosh, and now it's like the biggest thing out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have one of those too. Uh, in 2007, right after law school, my buddy was working in uh, app development and he goes, Hey, these guys came to us and were like, you want to write like a cartoon movie? You, you into a cartoon movie? And I'm like, ah, no, it's a dumb idea. It was angry birds. I was, I was asked to be on, to, to get cast for two TV shows, one randomly. And you're not, you probably wouldn't guess them. Oh, you might guess them. CSI. <laughs> Did you say the Sopranos? The Sopranos. It was the Sopranos. One was the Sopranos. I knew it. I was asked um, to be on The Sopranos too, actually. Fun fact, but go ahead. It's not about me. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, go. It's about. <laughs> no, it is you. about you. As it is a, about you. When I was younger. Was the casting director director a creep? Yeah. Okay. I uh, the Nickelodeon guy that was into feet. Have you seen the Nickelodeon guy that's into feet? No, um, but I love when people have foot fetishes. Just. Kidding. <laughs> dude, it's so funny. Thing. So this dude. They just didn't renew his contract instead of getting rid of him. He's like the guy who like uh, created, discovered like Ariana Grande and stuff like that. Just mm. do Nickelodeon TV producer feet. Mm. And it, he's a fucking creep. And like, there's all these, like all these actors, these kid actors were like, yeah, he's a creep and we should have never been on that show. And our parents are terrible people for letting us be there. But there's all of these clips all of a sudden that people have combined of this dude's work on like Drake and Josh and iCarly and stuff like that. And it's all these feet jokes and like, there's a clip of Ariana Grande, like she's like, "Can I fit my big toe in my mouth?" and like stuff like that. And it's like, "What the fuck?" By the way, well, Tim, Bobby could give you good stories about me. I have crazy. Nobody stories. knows Bobby. Yeah, yeah who's uh, Bobby? Whatever. <laughs> Our imaginary friend. By the way, um, no, the other show was Law and Order: Criminal Intent. And oh I yeah. Thought it was, I thought it was bogus. I thought it was bogus. I'm like, yeah. what the hell's Law and Order: Criminal Intent? And then I took the card of the lady that was like trying to get me in. And she was the real casting director. She was like the head mm. casting director. And I did a commercial for MTV. Um, that's how I knew Kennedy. I did a commercial for MTV like years ago with Ananda Lewis. Oh. Mm. I was uh, I was supposed to be the villain on a Big Brother season. I was offered. Uh, Chris, why were they, wait? Why were they trying to cast you on The Sopranos? This is a while ago. It's not. It's not about me. Is the same uh, it is casting director too. from Law and Order still there? Can we get you back on? Probably. <laughs> she wants to like rep me. Like, I just want to rep him. Like, she's, she's, she's like, wants to be my pimp. Yeah, like, Christian. Here's like, Michael Henry. What are the, have you had some like crazier like TV offers? I mean, cause I imagine, so if you're number five in a cheddar and you, you're, you know. Five, like, I don't remember my number three, I corrected. I don't remember my number. I was early days, um, but I, I people, 
are always trying to offer, you know, especially I feel like when you're younger, they want to take, you know, they see people like you, like Michael, who are talented and funny and smart and they want to take advantage. And I just, it's never something you want to buy into early on because you have to question their motives as we've all been discussing, you know, look, look at the money trail, look at the motives. I don't buy in. She's very, um, <laughs> humility is one of her big traits. Sometimes a little, too, has a little too much humility. Oh, too much humility. Too much, but <laughs> She's got a lot of humility and um, look, I uh, look, we all know how the media game works and we know there's a lot of people that aren't talented and they're on TV yeah. for a multitude of I'm reasons. I'm not blonde and I'm not, you know. Oops. This is why, here we go. This is how I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, move in that comment. I think there are a lot of uh, not talented duos who have done very well in okay. podcasting and mm -hmm. on YouTube. And I think you guys are people who folks should listen to. Thank I you. really appreciate your intelligence, your intellect, how you complement each other. It's very, very good casting for each other, honestly. And, and I'm glad that you guys found each other and worked on this project together. And it really comes out in this conversation when I'm trying to push Krisha, you even cover for him, Mike. He covers for me. I know. He's my attorney. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very, very well done. And she's, you guys... she's offered the fight girls for me. <laughs> That's amazing. I would like to <laughs> But no, I, I think everyone should go and check out the podcast. It's to the point. Uh, to get, do the information thing that everybody does at the end of their thing. Tell us all of your info. Cool. Michael. Host, <laughs> go host number one. Okay. Well, to the point podcast with Christian and Michael, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us, you know, at your local supermarket, at your gas station. I'm just kidding. Um, and that's it. I mean, but yeah, just, you won't find me personally on Twitter because, you know. I yeah, but that, you but. will find To The Point on Twitter. And she yes. also, we also have to let them know it's To The Point, T-W-O, yes. as in the two of us. Yes, not exactly. Not T-O. Yeah. And we have, a, we're on. Play on words. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, Even Facebook. We get retweeted by this uh, this guy, Tim Young, a lot, liked. So he's been supportive. And I would say that should be the first interview, even though it wasn't our first interview you should listen to. Yes. Because he went in on some people that we don't like. So I appreciate totally. I appreciate your time, Tim. <laughs> listen, you guys are awesome. Uh, and uh, I, I really do. One day when we're in the same city uh, together or separate, we need to grab drinks and, and shit talk to people that you won't talk about. Especially, Krisha, I'm going to get this shit out of you. <laughs> and, and, no, and you're not. This is, All right. We're going to get to the point. To the point. Uh, and, and, and we're going to have a nice argument at some point over tequila. All right, Perfect. guys, thanks for joining me it today. Mike Henry, not the Mike Henry from Family Guy who does the, uh, oh, no, uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the smarter one. So, guys, thanks for joining me. And, uh, yeah, like, share, subscribe, yada, yada. You know the, you know the drill. Thanks for Tim, having us. Thank you for having yeah. us. So much fun.